Section 8 of the History Teacher's Magazine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Annie Rue. The History Teacher's Magazine, Volume 1, Number 2, October 1909, Section 8, Method the Need. Printed on another page of this number is a paper by Miss Briggs upon her experiences as an examiner and reader in history for the College Entrance Examination Board, in which figures are given to show that history papers are rated lower than any other of the major subjects, and that the average grade in history, instead of rising, is actually getting lower year by year miss briggs expresses the hope that the low grades are due to the number of applicants who prepare by rapid tutoring or wholly by themselves for the history examinations a practice of course almost impossible in the other major subjects but while such cramming is partly responsible for the failure of history applicants it cannot relieve the history teacher of blame all who have had experience in the marking of history papers in the entrance examinations know that much of the history of teaching is careless indefinite and without evident purpose or understanding if our subject is not to lose caste altogether we must find a method which will give the student that which can be measured objectively as well as furnish subjective satisfaction or culture such a method will not add to the intricacy of history for the student, but will require more efficient teachers of the subject, and will prevent the serious evil of the high school teaching of history, the assignment of history to any unattached instructor, whether he or she knows anything about history or no. History teaching in the college or the graduate school has to a certain extent found itself and won the respect of its fellows. History teaching in the high school and preparatory school has not yet reached that point of self-development. There has been much talk, and rightfully, about the content of secondary school history courses. The market has been filled with excellent textbooks and admirable source books. Indeed, they are almost too good in that they have made the textbook recitations easier and somewhat more interesting. There have been pages and volumes of reading references and map references and source references. Yet with all these aids to the better teaching of history, there has not gone a proportionate ability to use them. Let us ask for a while, not what period of history shall we teach, but how shall we teach any period of history? In the Latin or Greek class, there are objective standards which must be reached. In the mathematics or the English class, there is a certain amount and quality of productive work to be accomplished. In the physics or chemistry or botany class, there is laboratory experience to be gained and recorded in notebooks. Has history a method which can be compared with any of these? Can we measure objectively the student's acquisition? Can we get him to use in some way his experiences in the field of history, or have him record them in a valuable form? It may be objected that the establishment of a more intricate historical method will add to the duties and labor of the history teacher. This may be true, and indeed it ought to be true. The day ought to have passed when a college graduate who took in college but one course in history, and that in Oriental history, should be thought qualified to teach history in a secondary school. Such cases are not rare today. They would be rarer if the historical method were more definite and required better training.
Professor Fling's article in the September magazine and Professor Trenholm's article in this and subsequent numbers will furnish some details of historical method which should be valuable to every history teacher. In carrying out these suggestions, the teacher may temporarily add to his or her own labors, but this will not be for long. Added efficiency will mean greater respect for the teacher and the subject, and increased respect will bring more assistance in history, more time devoted to the subject, and, incidentally, a stronger demand for good history teachers. Economically, as well as intellectually, the history teacher will profit by raising the standards of his profession. End of section 8